bring up to speed? We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. for breakfast right now I'm very hungry hey Ma, the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf this is Sparta we're not worthy we're not worthy you're worthy you're worthy get up you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist You're tiny, Jesus. Golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Friends, rodents, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. Welcome to the Varsity Radio Show. We are so, so excited to have you here with us. And we have quite a show today. Uh, And what makes good shows, I think, are the people in this room. They're really fantastic. And so... To my right, wearing the Trash Panda hat in number 42 MLB. I don't even know how to describe that, but I called him the bearded, bald-headed wonder from down under my good friend, Jamison Fowler. Hey there, hi there, ho there, Varsity Land. How y'all doing today? I like when he talks like that. And then to my left is, we call him the Willy Wonka Radio. He can slide the sliders, do the videos, play the songs. He's pretty impressive. Willy Wonka, future Hall of Famer. Steven Spiegel. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day so far. Got a good show lined up. We got some amazing guests. We're talking state champions. Just currently happened. Yeah, so cool stuff. John oh. Bruce and Paul Bruce will be zooming in with our show today. Super excited from Gunnersville High School. Go Wildcats. And uh, we'll have Greg Glasscock on. And we'll bring back one of our favorite old, older people. I say older. Older. Older student athletes, works for FCA, Zach Burnett, will be on here for mm. FCA. So, it's going to be a good day. Real also good. Also a former Wildcat. Yeah, also a former. Wildcats all around here today yeah. on the Varsity Radio. Yeah, hey, and then we're going to go into one of my favorite things. Um, uh, meme, meme of the, of the week. week. You say it how you do. Uh, uh, meme of the meat. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then this, you know, Stephen and I understand this, and I... We've determined we're going to do this with our kids, and we do. You know, this is a picture of John Wick, so when you say we're going to do this with our kids, this well, makes you me gotta very read nervous. You read it. Um, it says, when you open a snack for your kid and take your cut <laughs> of, of dad tax, and then it's a picture of John Wick in which he's saying, consider this a professional courtesy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I got you back. I have, not, I have, have you guys seen John Wick, the, the movies? I haven't seen them yet. No. I'm, I'm no. so far behind in this party, but Have anyway. you, Steven? Pretty brutal. Pretty bro, okay. Yeah, kind of excited. But anyway, anyway, you know, do you do this, Stephen with Gracie? Oh, dad tax? Yeah, oh, that's part of parenthood. Come on, yeah, of uh, course. I do boyfriend tax anytime. <laughs> like, uh, anytime. But I've seen her steal from you too. Just yeah, for girlfriend tax. It's a, it's a, 
we just don't tell each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a pe- this is why you. Uh, this is why I order a large or a uh, extra large oh, or yeah. fries with every meal because I know. Yeah, and if you understand scripture, this is this is hilarious, and I'll explain it a little bit. It's got this like nerd like recording down like it says John recording in scripture that he was faster than Peter. Now, see, John, John was the one who said, I am the beloved disciple. I'm not see, yeah, John, John, Ren Ren some, John. I feel like John wrote his gospel last, like after everybody. No, y'all go ahead. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get mine turned in. That's like, right. That's right. Why so suspicious, John? No reason, man. Okay. I'm just better than everybody. So when all the disciples read the final cutter, you know they all stared at him in heaven like, bro. <laughs> Seriously, John? <laughs> Seriously? Look out, guys. Here comes the beloved. Oh, this one cracks me up right here. Me seeing my favorite person for the first time, this turtle with his mouth wide open. Looking excited. very excited. And me seeing my favorite person for the 6,385th time. That's pretty accurate. You know, I don't that think person I've, is my wife. I don't think that is I've, my wife. You know, honestly, Seth, I don't think I've seen a meme that ever encapsulates you oh. more than this. Oh. Because I feel like. This is you. Yeah. Yeah. With everybody. Well, sorry. (laughs) This is for you, man. Okay. Um, Yes, because I am perpetually a 12 year old boy. Uh, (laughs) It is an image of Darth Vader uh, pointing at Princess Leia, uh, to which the original audio (laughs) is is something along the lines of uh, basically Darth Vader being like, don't mess with me, woman. Um, But the caption says, pull my finger. And unleash the power of the dark side, um, <laughs> which what should have been the dialogue. We yes. all know George Lucas struggles with writing yes. films. So. Yes, oh, he's anyway. a struggle bus guy. Well, you know who doesn't struggle though, Seth? I, I, who who is that? That's Charburger. Oh, Charburger never struggles. Yes, uh, because they're bacon. the home of the famous Chargrilled Wildcat Burger, Scrumptious Chicken good. Fingers, Philly Cheesesteaks, Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. They are open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Phone number 256-505-4720. And then there's B&B Video Games. And Jameson, I love this place. I like this owner so much. He's got so many good stories. Uh, if you ever do go in there, please talk to the owner. He is fantastic. But what's even cooler is B&B Video Games. They have a 80-style arcade in the back, and they have a retail store in the front. It's pretty cool. B&B Video Games. Business up front. Party up front. And in the back. And there's a party in the back, too. Mm-hmm. You want to do that one, Ron? I will do this one. Um, we we can never forget about Boaz Non Cinema, a staple in uh, entertainment here in Marshall County for many years. Uh, it's a semicircle theater experience. It's what makes it special. It's what makes it super special. Yeah. Um, it's at 215 South McCluskey Street, uh, suite number 548 Yeah. in Boaz. Yeah. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us again. And if you want the full... Varsity Experience, we ask you to join us on Facebook Live at Varsity Radio Show uh, and check us out there so you can see how incredibly awesome Jameson's beard is. We look great today. (laughs) Um, Anyway, hey, we will see you in a minute for FCA Moment of the Week. Hi, I'm Brindley Denny. And I'm Andrew Trammell. And we're from Alberville High School. School. And you're listening to the Varsity Radio Show. So, and I got to ask Steven this too, because I I had a moment last night. I had this moment. My son, we've been talking about this, played T-ball this season. And his season ended last night. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Oh, yeah. For me. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong with me? 
He got a trophy, Stephen. Yeah. And you know how excited he was. Oh, yeah. Like, that was like, I, I could have given the kid gold. Like, <laughs> he was that excited. Right. Uh, and, I mean, just let me tell you how excited he was. He gets up this morning, and he uh, wakes up and brings his trophy out to the couch to watch cartoons. Oh, wow. He's really so, proud of that trophy. Oh, he is. And yeah. so, uh, anyway... I was Grace soccer. Was that her real first sport, or has she done one before? No, that's. I mean, she's done tumble, but okay, as far yeah, as a sport, yeah, then yeah. yeah, definitely soccer. She's even geared up to go to to a soccer camp coming that's, up. That's exciting. Yep, this summer soccer camp. Yeah, so yep. coaches make the difference. The coaches and the, and the people you get to hang out with, and it was just it was a really great experience. And uh, my son was so excited last night, though. He got to hit a home run at the end. Home run, you know. (laughs) Inside the park home run. Yes. Still counts. Well. In the big league. And let's be fair, if you saw the ball field he plays on, it's a full-blown baseball field because they're renovating all the other ones. Sure. So he's not even on a t-ball field, Um. so. Okay, okay, calm down, buddy. (laughs) You're trying to make this a little more impressive. No, 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 it really wasn't. Like he it had, really was he, he hit an inside the park home run on a full size field. Yeah, yes, sir. But they were still using a tee. You know? <laughs> he does better Let's without just, one. None, <laughs> none of them can ride rides at Six Flags because they're not tall enough. But hey, man, you know that's also true. So <laughs> I just love the, the dad pride. You're here. You're, you're I'm proud to, of my son. You're, you're trying to flex. No, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> you are, but you don't know it, and that's what's funny. Um, no, you see, I I had good coaches when i played t-ball um they were very uh patient and understanding uh because i was the kid that was like "Ooh, dirt um <laughs> you know yep and then i would occasionally get There's up and definitely be like, those kids i would be the kid that would be like so when do we hit again because being in this field is uh you know it's it's cool and all but i've made myself my own pitcher's mound out here behind second base yeah with all yeah. the dirt and then you know they Let's would tell me to stop field. playing Telling like a six-year-old with ADHD to stop playing in the dirt is like asking water not to be wet. So um, it was a situation a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's hilarious. Asking water not to be wet. Uh, but you know, then I moved up to like the next level up. Like I remember, like just being ready to go play in the dirt again. And Coach I'm bitch. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, we're on a different team now. Steve, you think y'all league. do that next year? What, Coach Pitch? Yeah. No, we had the opportunity to do it this year, but oh, Grace, okay. Grace, Grace just wasn't having it. So she'll probably do soccer again in the spring. Yeah. yeah. It's cool when they find something they're passionate yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but I was so surprised. I'll never forget the first time that I stood in the batter's box, and um, I had a a two-strike count, and um, the next pitch went by, and I didn't like it, so I didn't swing at it. And the coach was like, you're out. And I'm like, I didn't swing, he said. It was a strike, son. You should have swung at it. <laughs> I, no one had told me that. Jameis is like devastated. I was so, like, like that's, what happened in my childhood? You see, it's like, it, you know, uh, the, like the cupcake stage of the baseball romance was over. It's all like, all right, now I'm going to start hurting you because that's what baseball is, friends. <laughs> um, you didn't miss one after that. Uh, no, I missed several because then I was anxious. I just, I'm swing at everything. I can't strike out again. I can't go through that pain. Um, <laughs> little did I know that that's uh, that's part of it. Yeah, the hard that makes it great. But anyway, there you go. Mm-hmm. The hard. 
But you know, I watched. Yeah, I know Stephen did. I watched his daughter like really grow in the sport. That was really great. Zach Burnett. What's going on? I love that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> He's special, man, in a good way. I, I love y'all. <laughs> well, <laughs> where you at? I'm uh, in the Von Braun Center, actually. Ah, what? the BBC. Yeah, we uh, we're at SCA. We're doing graduations and handing out flyers for PLT and stuff, and camps. And um, I just left one, and so I just thought I'd plop in one of these huge North Hall. So, yeah, I had my prom in that North Hall right there. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, reliving stuff right now. He's yeah. uh, he's vicariously being nostalgic through you. Yeah. <laughs> No, I can't see anything, but yeah, that's where it was. That place is so much bigger than you think it oh, is. Oh, it's so big. Um, it's huge. I was there a couple of weeks ago for um, what would be the Havoc's only home playoff game this year, unfortunately. Um, really? Yeah. Um, that's sad. Yeah. Zach, you left us. Oh, you're uh, back. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, about the, to cry. the building is just <laughs> so huge. Like, you think, wow, there's an entire hockey arena, you know. Yeah, but this, the meeting it can't be huge. bigger than this. And then you walk, you know, on your way back to your car, it's just like there's little halls and you know conference rooms and just you know left and right. So big. It's time for the FCA moment of the week. Hey Zach, what's up, man? What's going on, y'all? We have the privilege of having the late, the great Zach Burnett. He's not, he's not late because he's, he's not. He's dead. still playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, he's still playing college ball, yeah. boys. He he's he's still a quarterback at Sanford. And so Zach, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? I'm fantastic. I'm just, just yeah. blessed to be here. I like to be around Zach. It makes my day better. <laughs> and we're having we're having nostalgia too because he's standing in the North Hall of the Von Braun Civic <laughs> well, Center. When we say we're nostalgic, me, Seth is nostalgic. Me, where I had yeah. my prom. So anyway. That's right. Zach, what's going on in the world of Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Yeah, so um, we're about to start our boot camp for our interns next week. So we're super fired up, getting ready for that. And um, for, for right now, really, we just have the summer staff together. And, and we're going, just promoting camps and everything, promoting PLT, promoting sports camps. And, um, like, we're at a graduation right now. And uh, we just hand out flyers when people come by, just promoting camps. So we're getting ready for that, getting very really fired up about that are you the like premier speaker for this event zach i, I wish i was oh actually <laughs> i wish I, I wasn't and i am not no he <laughs> wishes so you wish you were you wish you weren't <laughs> you yeah yeah same time same time so you got camp coming up that's the big event right now so y'all are about to go into what four weeks of it we will be uh, two camps in June and then two camps in July. And then we, um, in between that, we have a, a leadership camp for our kids. We're going to go somewhere. And so that's going to be fun. And then PLT at the end of the summer, which is the big finale. Nice. So you don't have yeah. to be bored this summer. No. Uh, yeah, no, no bored. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, on top of everything he's doing here right. at FCA, I mean, he's, He's quarterbacking. I know. <laughs> he's playing football. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a uh, mini camp soon. Yeah, right. I actually have to leave um, July 5th, so I won't yeah. be able to be here that, for those two camps. But um, I'm excited to be here for blessed to be here for the the month of June. Hey, so. Like 
talk for a second about you a word that you've used a lot here in the last two minutes, and that's leadership. What has, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you were quarterback in high school, you were quarterback in college, and that obviously takes a lot of leadership skills. But kind of share what what you've learned about leadership from FCA. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just all the confidence in the world that I have. It's really just come from um, being trained on how to be a leader. And that's what, like, power leadership training is, PLT, that's what we call it that. It's because we're training leaders how to lead the way Christ led. And, you know, there's, there's nothing more confident in the world is when you know that you're, you're trying to be like Christ and like he's the, <laughs> literally the only perfect human. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just really cool. All we learn from FCA um, and those kids are like every kid that comes, it's just that they're really being blessed with, with, with all that uh, the training we're giving them and the, the word that we're giving them, feeding, them, feeding it to them and stuff. So it's, it's really a cool cool atmosphere and uh, just a lot of learning and like i said I, I pretty much all my leadership my whole life is, is all is all come from fca wow that's fantastic zach and so if you want to be involved in that place where do they need to go yeah you just go to um neilfca.org and we have all of our information uh, about our camps and everything there so awesome and we're going to end this with my friend jameson he's going to ask you three fun questions and you're gonna add, you're gonna answer those in rapid pace because we don't want just information. We want you to have a good time too. So you so can't really be the fast, only huh? one that yeah. You can't be the only one that gives. So gotcha. Jameson, gotcha. all right. Would you rather attempt to climb Mount Everest backwards, or would you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with Queen Elizabeth <laughs> in a hot Queen tub? Elizabeth. In a hot tub. <laughs> Think At about a hot this. tub, Queen Elizabeth. Oh wow. <laughs> See, I'd rather do the mountain backwards, but that's just me. Um, if you if you had a chance to uh, hang out with um, Alex Rodriguez or um, Barney the dinosaur, <laughs> this is a good well, question. Um, who? I'm sorry, you cut out. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and Barney. You know, or love, Barney, or Barney, not or Fife Barney. the the dinosaur. Okay, I'd probably go with A Rod on that one. All right, you have to ask him how on earth you cheat on Jennifer Lopez for us. Yeah. Um, anyway, and third, if you were a hot dog covered in mustard, um, what is the square root of twelve? Wait, what? <laughs> mustard? Yeah. If you were a hot dog covered in mustard, what is the square root of twelve? Six, isn't it? It's the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You tell Six. me. I'm asking the question, yes! here, sir. I think there you go. <laughs> it doesn't change. It I, doesn't, and that's why it's funny. Well, yeah. we are so glad that Zach <laughs> has joined us today. Man, thank you so much, and we look forward to hearing about the incredible stories of camp. So, Oh, yeah, we're, we're fired up about it, so thank you all so much for having us. Thanks, Zach. Yes, sir. See talk y'all. to you later. Peace. Yeah, the square root doesn't change. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that second just, question, just the situation. I, don't know, I don't even know what I was saying. Just um, the situation. It's the situation. It just got weird. Um, man. Uh, yeah. I was trying to tell my girlfriend about a, a meme that I saw about uh, Alex Rodriguez, uh, former baseball player, um, current just um, weird person. Um, he uh, he was in a relationship with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, and he apparently cheated upon Jennifer Lopez. And um, anyway, 
he is for whatever reason come out with a a line of makeup for men. What? And um, seriously, Jose Canseco, also a former baseball player and current just weird person, um, <laughs> former Huntsville Stars player. Uh, yes, and also known noted steroid user. <laughs> Both of these men noted steroid users. Um, Clapped right back at him in a tweet and said, uh, "Does it cover up cheating on Jennifer Lopez?" And oh. I thought I was going to um, to cry. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. I was like, "You know what? Someone needs to test Jose Canseco's Twitter feed for steroids because they are juiced." Um, <laughs> there it is. It was. It was, there a, it, is. it was a good time. Hey, have you got any of those uh, Generation Z words? Hey, we can we can we can Such- find them, yo. We at three o'clock. We are doing. We're going to clutch three fifteen today. We have the great Greg, Greg Glasscock. He's actually Glenn on the who? yeah Greg Glasscock, <laughs> and he is actually on our live right now, watching. So the Greg Glasscock. Uh, I enjoy these Zoom interviews so much because we get to see expression. So anyway. So, Greg Glasscock, who's on there right now, we're going to be talking to him. It's going to be really good. And uh, then we have the newly, just happened, state champions for the Gunnersville Wildcats. They're going to be on here. And it's one of your favorite sports. Uh, Golf. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love sports that make me hate myself. Like, you know. And both these guys have (laughs) kind of something, yeah, similar in their embarrassing moments. It's close, funny, different. Just say, well, no, I'll let them tell you. But it, it's going to be really good, and uh, we're going to have a really fantastic show. And something else fantastic, while you're looking that up, and Stephen, I don't know if I posted this or you, Tim Tebow has officially signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, he has. Yeah, I saw that. It's official. Yeah, there's he's getting quite a lot of hate for it too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not liking yeah. what I'm expected. seeing. Yeah. I expected that. It's uh, you know, <laughs> there's there's lots of layers to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when he hasn't played sports and what not what well, football he, in ten years, and he's not he's never played tight end at any level. Well, um, we're gonna see know, what the boys made of. The thing is, like, it's not his fault that um he like, I mean. Do you, Seth, would you like to be a, a a national league national football league player? I would like the pay for the national foot, football league player. But but you would like I think everyone would be like, yeah, man, I would love to be a professional. Yeah, athlete. yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's it's sort of like he's being punished for yes. wanting to be an athlete and someone giving him a shot. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I think people are. I wonder how good he is at tight end. I I don't. My hopes aren't very high. To Steven's be honest, showing with you. some really good um, footage. It's. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got okay. Look, and I, I mean, said this a far, few weeks ago. Like as far as quarterbacking goes, he was a win away from the Super Bowl, and I feel yeah. like a lot yeah, of people do true. point that out, and I, I don't think that can be overstated. Personally, I agree. Um, he was now, the quarterback. Is he Joe Montana? No, no. Okay, like no. But he was not. He was pretty fantastic I mean, in he, college. He found a way to win football games. He did. He he was a great football player. Um. Probably you know, gonna help the locker room out. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, you don't think so. I mean, I don't think it would be short of Tim's character. I think it's the negative reputation that the media has given him. Yes, uh, and the perception that people would have. There's a lot of jealousy in locker rooms 
or and I think or not really jealousy, more resentment, because yeah. there's guys that have um, worked their tail off, and I think there's a lot of people that feel like he, because of his celebrity and and everything else, have unfairly earned this this opportunity. Yeah, I don't. I just feel like that's that's just you being jealous. I feel like you got to go work on you. I, th- I think we'll see soon. We'll know soon. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I mean, if the man yeah. can go out there and prove everybody wrong and be, be like a great tight end, how funny would that be? It would be awesome. All these naysayers and haters, and it's like, well, you can't argue with the fact that he's scoring touchdowns. I mean, like, you know. Right. That's kind of the way I felt about him when he was a quarterback. People well, wanted I, to, you know, critique his throwing motion and, and all this other garbage. And it's like, this has been the greatest college football player in history, and now all of a sudden y'all are telling me he can't play football because y'all don't like him. It's just kind of how it sounded. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I told you, I think I said this. I don't know if it was to you. I said it to somebody else. But with Urban Meyer, he has his best shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with this. Because, I mean, obviously, Urban Meyer coached him in college. Urban Meyer probably knows him better than any coach on the planet. And knows um, how to get the best out of him. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, there's another side of this that I've thought about that's probably a little too deep and, you know, I don't know, maybe just grasping at straws, but I feel like he has the number one pick um, in Trevor Lawrence coming into this situation of a team that, uh, again, guys, we have to think about this. The Jacksonville Jaguars have nobody. Okay, nobody. Like, at any nobody. They got the Clemson quarterback now. But that's what I'm saying. He is coming into a team with no weapons, and he's going to be expected to perform like He's a big dude. Look at him. Like somebody that does <laughs> have weapons, okay? I feel like this is a twofold thing. Tebow gets his shot, and he can't do anything but it help improve the attitude of that locker room. You want to um, read what he said, Stephen? Yeah, he said, I want to thank the Jaguars for the opportunity to compete and earn the chance to be part of this team. He said that in a statement. I know it will be a challenge, but it's a challenge I embrace. I'm dedicated to taking the direction of our coaching staff and learning from my teammates. I appreciate everyone's support as I embark on this new journey. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he makes the team and he makes a difference. Um, Thank, he did stay in shape, though. He did do oh, that. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he did. The guy's a competitor and the guy's he did a not go. He um, didn't go Eddie Lacy on us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Um, Anyway, I feel like Urban Meyer might also be doing this as a way to take attention off of Trevor Lawrence, so he can just go learn how to be a quarterback and not that is deep, not kind of face. I mean, I don't think that he is intentionally inviting a. I think he is intentionally inviting a media circus. So everyone's talking about Tebow, and it's like, okay, my quarterback can go focus on being a quarterback and yeah. not answer all these inane questions that he, you know, would. And it, but it's two birds, one stone. Like I said, he he gets the the media distraction, and he also can get a fantastic football player that can't do anything but help his locker room. That's um, true, though. You know, and another thing I'll... I would love to hang around T- Tim Tebow every day. Uh, something somebody tweeted, I saw where it says, man, Tim Tebow sure does get a lot of hate for somebody that's uh, never had a scandal, that's uh, done nothing but respect people his entire life. Who, that's probably why. And, uh, you know, holds a prom for special needs kids. For somebody that does something like that, he sure is getting a lot of hate. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true. Like... <laughs> this isn't like well, mic drop there. I mean, it's you know, and I'm not trying to say that Tim Tebow is going to be you know Gronk or Kelsey or anything like that. I I feel like he's he's a football player who's going to figure it out to the best of his ability. But um, I feel like you you can't fault the guy for being a competitor and just taking an opportunity that was given to him. So, no, 
Well, I, and I'm I feel happy. like I'm beating a dead horse. No, I'm ha- I'm happy. I here's my thing. If he's not good, we'll know. Yeah, I mean that's that's really you what know. It is. I mean, you can't really. I mean, you can try to hate on what you think he's going to be. It's been ten years. Yeah, and I mean, there. I mean, honestly, he's never played this position before. Right. I think he's tried it when he was with New England and the Jets, uh, when it was kind of clear that he wasn't going to be a quarterback. Um, and I've heard, you know, some people, oh, he was horrible. I mean, well, I feel like everybody would be horrible at something like. They've not done a lot. At the professional yeah. level that they've never done before. Right. You know, I mean, the well, first like time I, you try it, like. Like I said, we'll know soon enough. We'll know soon enough. And so, I I like the guy. That's all I can say. I like him. And now, today's clutch moment. Today, I want to talk to you about dreams, guys. So, and we'll start by asking you, what's some of the weirdest dream? What's one of the weirdest dreams you've ever had? Um, I had a dream one time that uh, I had a dream one time that Nick Saban was yelling at me. You know, I, if you I, knew him, it'd probably be accurate. like. <laughs> Like, I was just walking through the living room of my house, and Nick Saban was there as if I was supposed to be there for, like, a visit. <laughs> like, a, like a recruitment. Be better! <laughs> like a recruitment visit. And yeah. Coach Saban was yelling at me about everything. Like, I was just sitting down pouring myself a soda. And he, you know, he gave me a profanity-laced <laughs> tirade about how I could do it better and how it's about being a champion, you know. And it was just, wow. I was just like, yes, Coach I'm sorry. He's like, don't be sorry. Be better. Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, I woke up great. and I was very motivated and scared <laughs> at the same time. Um, this is what I was going to ask. Were you motivated or were you? It was both. It was <laughs> like I was motivated by this fear that I, that Nick Saban was going to continue to yell at me. And I was like, how does a man that small make that much noise? That's true. That's true. It's his ways. Steven, you had any weird dreams? Uh, for me, I, some of the funnest dreams I've ever had are when I'm flying Yes. Like you just run oh, and all man. of a sudden your feet come off the ground. Yes. It's great. Yeah. And then you wake up. Is that is that one ever happened to y'all? I've had those where I I'll be falling off of something. <laughs> and before I hit the ground, I wake oh, up. Like yep. I'm talking about jerk awake okay. and turn the lights on. Like yep. it's wild. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me like I don't think I'm into sleep completely, but you just like you're just starting to go to sleep and you have that falling Mm-mm. and then get almost to the ground and like takes your breath away. So, um, <clears throat> Jameson, this is for you. Have you ever tried to accomplish something really great before? What did you try and how did it go? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever tried to accomplish. I mean, I think, no, I don't, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, I've, I don't. I can't think of anything that comes to mind. You try, like, you're trying to go to Austria. Aren't well, yeah, you? and I mean, like, I feel like I've accomplished that all except for like getting on a plane and going. But that's not like my fault. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So, so, I guess yeah, that. <laughs> okay, it's a big deal. Yeah, you had to raise money for it. Raising yeah. raising the budget, you know, is something no missionary can do aside from the Lord, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was a huge accomplishment in and of itself. Is just crossing that finish line of i have my money raised and then you know the next part was being getting on a plane and going and doing the darn thing and um still to come yeah yeah (laughs) covid said let me watch me mess this up yeah yeah so uh the greatest dreamer story in the bible though or at least one of my favorites is found in genesis 37 it's the story of joseph right 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Joseph was a great dreamer. He actually dreamed that he was, I'm sure his siblings loved this, that he was going to be ruler over his siblings, uh, at least over his family. It came, Come to find out, he became ruler over, what, Egypt. Like the strongest, most powerful nation in the time. So it's even bigger than he thought. Uh, but there was a whole lot of in-between stuff, right? And so today, I want to talk to you about things about dreams. And the first thing I want to say is God chooses dreams based on your lifestyle. So you want God to do big things in you, big dreams in you. Uh, a lot of it comes through how you're pursuing him and what you're going after. Mm-hmm. And so... Let me ask you this. Why do you think God chose Joseph to be the dreamer and the dream interpreter and the guy to eventually live the dream? I feel like it's because Joseph was obedient and um, he would he would stay that way. I believe he was obedient and faithful, um, even in times where he didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he was probably like, why do all my brothers hate me? Yeah. Why did they sell me into slavery? Why am I, you know, even continually I'm in, jail. in this story, <laughs> when he's in jail, when he's being, you know, thrust into a very scary situation where he's sold into slavery, um, they didn't treat slaves very nice no. <laughs> back in, uh, back during that time. Um, but the Lord continued to use this gift that he had given Joseph, and Joseph remained faithful to the Lord instead of getting bitter and turning away from him and saying you're going to put me in this situation forget it he he continued to remain faithful to who uh he continued to remain faithful and uh, obedient yeah and i i say this i'll say it like this god gives dreams to those he can trust mm-hmm. and are consistent and he the the whole story starts out by stating that joseph was honest mm-hmm. and uh and he was different from his brothers because he was honest the second thing about your dreams, your dreams will have to go through the fire. And, I, and I'll and i tell you this. So you're kind of going through this right now, but tell me about a dream that you may have or have had, and it had to go through the testing. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that that's that's what I've been living for the past year, really. Um, you know, uh, it, it feels like this thing that God put in me to go to Austria, go back to Austria, has uh, been a thing since 2016, and uh, that's that's like when it when I initially felt like the you know this is where you know I needed to go back. I, I felt the call to go back, and you know I started going down that road, and God started opening doors, and um, it has seemed like there's been setback after setback after setback, and but all through that time, the Lord has constantly reassured me. That I didn't hear him wrong. That this is this wasn't just hype or emotion. Like this was what I was supposed to do. That yeah. I was called to do this. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I've talked about it before, but I think when you're, I think this uh, this goes with anything that you're going to do for the Lord. You have to just be along for the ride. You have to be okay with being in that passenger seat and trusting who's driving. Yeah. Um. But really, you have to have this go with the flow mentality because. You know, you're trusting God to take you places you never could go on your own. So he knows the way there. You yeah. don't. Yeah. So you just, you know, there's nothing worse than a backseat driver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and even Preach! the thing about it, you know, backseat drivers, although they're annoying, they're also completely ineffective. 
they the driver never listens to them <laughs> you know what i'm saying have you ever noticed that um yes but you know the lord has been have very lots of them on you trips. <laughs> uh the lord has been very faithful um to me during this time and it's 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 been easier to sustain the the lows um because i know that he is faithful and i know that this is going to happen at some point uh I, i'm going to get that email that says you know you're ready to go yeah you know see you in two weeks whatever you know i know yeah. it's going to happen um but i i know it's going to be that much sweeter when when i actually touch down um in vienna um yeah. So yeah. When I say it like this, <laughs> Joseph gets sold into slavery, thrown into jail, forgot about for quite a while before his dream actually became a reality. I, and <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like this guy goes through so much. Yeah. How do you possibly keep that alive in your mind that this is going to happen? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then it just blows my mind. Then my last point is this: God's dream for your life is more than your dream. So how do your dreams? end up helping others i mean it's more than for just you it's for more people than you i think that's an excellent point i think that's you know i was going to say this a second ago you know your dreams are usually never point a to point b it's never that simple of a journey like you look at somebody from pop culture like Dwayne the rock johnson the man was down to seven dollars he had hung his hat on being an nfl draft pick that didn't happen he went to canada to try to play football. That didn't happen. He came home with $7 in his pocket and then he started doing, you know, wrestling. And then he he's grinded for everything since then and I don't think he 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 didn't know that, you know, he never thought he'd only have $7 in his pocket. Right. He never he never thought that, you know, he was going to be this like huge actor, you know, this A-list actor, but he's had to just sort of go with the flow and and work hard and take the opportunities that were afforded to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but back to your point, I think um, the dreams, the things that, that God puts us through, you know, that the journey he takes us on is not just for our benefit. It's not just to grow us and to get us to where we want to be. It's to make us who we're supposed to be, right. but also to help other people along the way. As cheesy as that may sound, that's, that's really true. what it is. Uh, because in Joseph's case, when when he was interpreting these dreams for... for um, Pharaoh. Potter, yeah, for, um, for Pharaoh, uh, it helped the entire nation of Israel eventually. And you know, Egypt. It was, yeah. And Egypt. Uh, it, it, yeah. Like, well, and that's what I was going to say. Joseph did not just get promoted. He becomes the solution for the famine. Yeah. Uh, and that's how God uses us, guys. He uses us to help other people, not just for our sake. Uh, and I'll tell you something that really helps us, Jameson. It's Charburger. It helps fill it does. your belly. Um, it makes you happy. It's a really great place to spend a day. It's, they're the home of the Wildcat Burgers, Chicken Fingers, Philly Cheesesteaks, and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. Mm-hmm. And then you got B&B Video Games. Uh, great leisurely place. Yeah. <laughs> all the fun you could ever want to have in one building. Nostalgia. Uh, all the nostalgia. <laughs> and... Uh, Video games are just fun, guys. Well, and I think it's appropriately placed by the Pizza Hut so you can have the full experience. This is true. Um, And then Boaz Non-Cinema, the semi-circle movie theater uh, in Boaz. That's Boaz Non-Cinema. Real quick. I I wasn't able to get this out of my mouth, but about the club. You know, the thing is, like, 
Joseph was also able, when he was interpreting these dreams, he was able to share about God. Yeah. With Pharaoh. Yeah. Like, as, as crazy and as crazy and as horrible as this trip has been for him, God put him in a position that he would have never been in. Had he not had he not prison. gone through what he went through. That's true. Um, you know, he like God will put you in places you need to be, whether you thought you were supposed to be there or not. Um yeah. So I think you know, if you just stay stay the course and keep the faith, it'll be okay. Keep on keeping keep on. on keeping on. All right, keep, all right, all right. Keep trucking forward. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to have Greg Glasscock. Oh, we actually get to see him this time. It's going to be yeah. great. What? I wonder what local sports we're going to talk about. I'm excited. Football coach changes. It just, just officially became bigger than I thought. <laughs> you know? Is it okay if I ask him a baseball question? Is that okay? I don't know. I kind of sent over. Did you look at the varsity messenger? No, I just saw that. Okay, I will okay. stick to the questionnaire. Yeah. Steven Spiegel. I can see your name. It's great. I know uh, a little later on, I think we'll talk about it. I think you shared it. Stephen Curtis Chapman's daughter, was it? Yes, their daughter has um, signed. To the Tide. To to be on the cheerleading squad for the Tide. Yeah, wow. it's pretty cool. Um, just signifying that. She's going to saddle up her everything. horses. Um, <laughs> There's Greg. She's got a trail to blaze. Um, you went all there. Nope. Yeah. Have you seen the new Netflix uh, camp movie? A I've, week away. I have not. Got, I loved it. It was good. Yeah. It's got it's got a lot of uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman songs in it. Killer. Greg. Hey. Can you hear us? Greg, can you hear us? All right. I can. Hey, there he is. Hey, can you tilt your screen down just a little bit for me, sir? Tilt it down. Yeah, tilt it down some. There you there go. There we go. That's better. Ah, and you can turn that light back on. It was looking good, actually. Oh, I just closed my blind. Oh, you can open it back up. But okay. That looks um, good. The natural lighting. Gave you a little yep. angelic thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about 18 seconds. If you would, slide your computer, like tilt it to the left just a little bit. Kind of. You're on your laptop. Yeah, there we go. Centered up. All right. Hold on, we'll we'll talk. And we are back with the Varsity Radio Show sports analyst, our good friend, the man Greg Glasscock. How you doing? What's up, guys? Doing great. And How we are can y'all? we can see him this time. Yeah, he's yeah. on he's on Zoom. If you want to go to Facebook Live at Varsity Radio Show, you can actually see Greg. Yeah, he's a celebrity. So, Greg, <laughs> what's going on in the coaching world of Marshall County? It's getting crazy. Well, I tell you, it is getting crazy, guys, and. uh I got to hear a podcast a little bit earlier with uh, uh, Albert will just named a new coach. Hmm. Uh, oh. Dylan, I think his last name's Bunnell, B-U-N-N-E-L-L. Yeah. Uh, be honest with you, I hadn't heard of him before, but he coached at Randolph and last year at St. John Paul. Okay. And I think he's even done some AAU ball maybe, so I know some Albertville folks are really excited about Getting him, he was just approved, I think, last week at a board meeting, and he's already hard at it on the court with some of the younger guys. So uh, they're going to have a young team next year, but I think they're expecting some pretty big things at Albertville. And this is – is this football we're talking about? Or basketball? Basketball. 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 Awesome. 
Yeah, wow. Albert Ball already has a new football coach that came over from Grissom. And uh, Albert Ball had their spring game, I think it was a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. at home, and they won that pretty pretty big. So uh, Albert Ball's real excited about some things around the horizon. And also in basketball, uh, Coach Justin Jonas that was at ARAB, that, yeah. was a big, that was a big-time player. I remember him seeing play at Douglas, and he went on to Alabama to play a while, and then I think he transferred from there to Troy. He just got the job at DAR. Wow. So he'll be at DAR, and then um, ARAB's, uh, which he was at ARAB, went to DAR. DAR's coach, I believe, he went to Athens. Um, and then um, ARAB's new coach in this carousel came from Aniana. Uh, Brandon Cruz is coming from Aniana to ARAB. So, a lot, a lot of shuffling on the basketball coaching circuit. And around and around they go. <laughs> That's right. Um, I guess you guys have already, I hadn't got to tune in. I've been a, been a crazy week actually at work, but uh, I guess y'all have already talked to the Bruce boys. No, no, we're about to. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, That's real exciting for Gunnersville winning the. Uh, State golf champion. tournament yeah. down in Mobile. It was a uh, weather shortened, but they got in enough holes to win. And the Bruce brothers finished uh, one, two, but one through five. All those guys did great. Want to give a shout out to them and their coach Dustin Landers. I've known Dustin forever, and he's my partner in crime on radio for basketball. Wow! So a uh, big shout out to them. And then I heard just before I came on with you guys that actually uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Gunnersville boys soccer players have made all state one first team, two second team, and three honorable mentions. Wow. So that's great for them. That's phenomenal. A lot of good stuff. So spring's wrapping up, and I guess the next thing really for us will be football. football and it'll be here for, you know, at re- regular season will be in uh, really just over a couple months, I guess, mid August. Wow. Wow. So really that's looking hard forward to, believe. to that. Well, we just saw this. We read a report about this. Maybe you can help us, Greg. Tyler Reeves stepping down as the athletic director. How do you think that affects Albertville Athletics? Boy, I tell you, that throws things in a tailspin because you've got a new football coach, you've got a new basketball coach, and your AD leaves. Yeah. But from what I read, uh, he just said it You know, it, it was time, spend more time family. with family and yeah. all, which is what... The reasoning usually is, and I don't doubt him that that isn't the reason, but some of it, who knows, could be to do with just all the changes, which, from what I understand, Tyler's done a lot for Albert Bull uh, yeah. over the years with some hires, and I think the uh, the turf at the new field and all that stuff was under his watch, so he's accomplished a lot at Albert Bull, but um, he says the timing was just right to, to go ahead and get out and more have, you know, have more family time. And they haven't announced a new one, have they? Not that I've heard. Yeah, All right. Not. Have any football coaches changed? Uh, I have not heard of any. It's pretty stable. You know, Douglas has a fairly new coach. Well, Coach Lyle's coming back home. I think he's going to do a great job. One thing I did mm-hmm. hear, I think the world of Coach Cliff Mitchell that was at Albertville, he has been mm-hmm. hired on the staff at Douglas. Okay. Wow. The way uh, Cliff's going back home. Uh I knew his parents well when I first moved to Marshall County. And, you know, his dad was a very successful coach at Douglas, Rex Mitchell. Uh, One of the last times I think Douglas went to the playoffs, he was the 
coach. So he's moving over to Douglas, but as far as at Boaz, Gunnersville, uh, some other schools are all the same. And then, of course, Albertville's got their new coach, Coach English, that came from Grissom. Wow. see what happens there. Is this his first or second year? First. First. Wow. Year. So the, the spring game a couple weeks was his first time to see him in live competition against somebody else. That was a good win for them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what, 30, 30 point then, lead, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the final was like 30 to 3 against Lee. I wanted to go, but I had a conflict. I wanted to see how they were. And what I understand, it was kind of a slow start. And then, boy, they really poured it on. Uh, Gunnersville was supposed to have a spring game against Buckhorn, but for whatever reason, they uh, they canceled their spring. Um, I, I guess they're still doing workouts, but they canceled the game. And I heard teams ended up canceling their, their spring games this year. Yeah. Well, I was very impressed with Gunnersville High School last year. Very. Impressed. I tell you, overall, it was a great year for the school. I mean, you know, uh, basketball did great. Football in the second round of the playoffs. Boys and girls soccer did great. Golf team, you know, won yeah. it all. Um, you know, baseball seemed to be down a little bit, but they had a lot of stiff competition ending the season with a kid that can throw in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Woo! I watched some of a major league game last night, and whoever it was I was watching, the pitcher could barely hit 90. So, oh, yeah. in high school, when you see anybody in the 90s, that's that's unreal. Somebody right going to the next level for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's the kid, you know, that's already signed with Mississippi State. Wow. So, he ended up signing with Mississippi State? So, you know, he's at State. You know, the SEC tournament actually started today in Hoover. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I'm sure uh, there's some sweaty people out there at the Hoover oh Met. Yeah, uh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. But it's a, it's a fun time of year. We wrap up college baseball and high school spring sports are officially done. As softball wrapped up their state championships uh, last week, a little bit of shout out here in the Cab County. I'm looking out my window at the school now at Plainview. Their girls won the 3A softball championship over the weekend. So congrats to the Lady Bears of Plainview. Wow. And, um, yeah, I guess we just get ready for football now. Yeah. Well, Greg, you always bring so much insight. I always like that. If I need stats or anything, Greg's always there for the varsity. So thank you so much for giving us your time today, man. Sure. Enjoy any time. My pleasure, guys. And I enjoyed this Zoom very much. I did, too. Actually, see, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a great day and enjoy whatever sports you get to be a part of this summer. I know. I guess I'll just take the summer off, do honeydews, and get ready for a <laughs> first football game down at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. You know, that oh, is yeah. a sport, those honeydews. Anyway, <laughs> and that's, that's a sport we need to win. Right, too, right, 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 right. Every time. It's good to see you, Greg. Good to see y'all, too. Thank you. All right. See ya. He's Man. awesome. I was going to say, like, you know, Gunnersville baseball being on a kind of a down year is probably also due to a lot of those guys are probably two, three sport athletes. So, you know, you know, going to the second round of the playoffs and then, you know, doing as well as they did in basketball and then having to turn right back around to play baseball. They're probably just tired. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So, hey, we are excited. We're get, about to have uh, the brothers on here. <laughs> Two people that would be better well, at golf one than I and will two. ever be. How about that? Man. <laughs> That's crazy. One, One's one, the other one's two. So, that's really exciting. Uh, I've, I've got to ask them about 
having to play um, on a golf course that's close to the... I mean, if it's in Mobile, I would assume it's probably close to the ocean somewhere. I would assume. Um, oh, yeah. And the, I just couldn't imagine the, having to deal with... Golf is hard enough on its own, but when you, you start putting in, like, wind off of the ocean in there... Um, make your ball go different directions. My goodness. All the fun I had. I think we're all getting just. That reminds me. There's John and Paul. Well, hey John, Paul. Hello. Hello. Hey, there you are. Hello. Hey, you hey. got you guys separated? <laughs> we are. You, not in the same house. Not in the same. I'm at the beach right now. Oh well, thanks for joining us, man. No problem, Paul. I see John's there, but John, your video's not on. There you are. There he is. Yes. Yes, I can see everybody now. It's awesome. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Y'all just came off of a big deal. We did. Yes, sir. <laughs> that had to have felt good. It did. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Well, we got about four minutes, and we will go on. Uh, and so... Man, y'all had some serious accomplishments. And I love how your embarrassing moment was almost the same for you two. I almost feel like y'all were probably together in those things. So, Yeah, yeah we were. Both times? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, we've got, Stephen, don't we have three minutes? Yeah. Hey, um, Paul, if you would, can you tilt your your screen down a little bit? Are you on a laptop or your phone? I'm on my phone. All right. Can you tilt it down so we have less headroom? We got less space above your head without it falling over. That good? That's better. If you can go more, it'd be great. But if you can't, I completely understand because I don't need your phone flipping over. <laughs> All right. I hope it doesn't flip over. That's probably as far as I can go. Right okay. There. That's that's good then. I'll take what I can get. Looks good. All right. Thank you. Yeah, the flipping over would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got about 242 left here, and then we'll be able to come on up and talk a little golf. All right. Well, I, was, I would ask what y'all do, you know, off season, but I bet y'all golf. I bet you. <laughs> bet you do it yeah, pretty often still. We don't have much of an off season. Yeah. Jameson, he does a little golfing. A little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My my attempts haven't been quite as good as you guys. Not even close. <laughs> Not yeah. <laughs> so what are y'all doing this summer? Uh, we got a lot of tournaments. I got a tournament uh June first and second at Cambridge, and then the week after that I play in the Stadium and Birmingham. Uh, the week after that I go to Georgia playing the Southern Junior. Um, and then the week after that, I got a future masters in Dothan. So I got a busy gene. 
Cane wow. break is beautiful, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So this is really just something. Fun. Sorry. So this is just something you're doing individually, like not with the school. Yes, sir. This is just individually. Wow. How much? Um, <laughs> how much time at the range do you spend to get ready for all this? Or. Uh, so I'm a little different than a lot of people. Um, I don't really like to hit on the range a whole lot. Uh, I just I spend most of the time my time on the putting and chipping green. Um, and then I spend most of my time probably on the golf course, though, just hitting different shots and playing holes. I feel like that's helped me a lot more. I think that makes more sense than just whacking a ball. Yeah. Yeah, because you, if you're making a mistake, I mean, your practice, if you're on the range, you're hitting the same shot every time, like the same swing. So, like, say I go on the course and I hit one behind a tree or something, I got to learn how to, like, what my best move is to do next. And so... I feel like that helps me a lot more than just banging out the same shot every single time. So that makes a lot of sense. Have you, uh, have any of you guys ever tried to recreate some of the like famous shots that, you know, that you've seen on like the PGA tour? Like you talked about being in the trees. Like have you ever tried to do the whole crazy button uh, Watson shot? <laughs> Let's save that I for air. Okay. Yeah. 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 We got about 20 seconds guys. I'm going to put you on a brief hold. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. We are so excited to have the newly crowned golf state champions of Gunnersville High School, John and Paul Bruce. How are you guys doing? Damn good. Man, you have made your uh, city proud uh, and the state proud. That's, that's incredible. How does it feel to be a state champion? How does that feel going behind your name for the rest of your life? Uh, feels really good. It's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, I've had a lot of shots at it. I've been I've played on the golf team for six years, and I've been to state for four of them. And so, I've had a lot of chances at doing it, and I'm just glad I could do it my last year. Finished it off. Yes, how about sir. how about you? Yes, sir. I've I've been playing for five years on the state or golf team, so. To get it done and then have another shot next year, it feels really good. Wow. What does it say about your golf program that he, he mistakenly called it the state golf team there for a second? Yeah. Because <clears> they <throat> just expect to go to state. That that speaks a lot <laughs> they about are. Uh, who you guys are as golfers and uh, and your coach, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. So tell us what's special about it's Dustin Landers, right? Yes, sir. Coach. Yeah. Tell us what's special about him. How has he made you a better uh, player? Uh, he really he he's good at encouraging us, and like even when we're playing bad, he's really good at just encouraging us and telling us to stay in it. Because when you're at the state golf tournament, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Like if you're playing bad, like every shot's gonna count because usually it's only within ten strokes of a difference from the first and second place team, and that's that's a lot. Usually it's closer than that. Yeah. But, um, he encourages us really good, and he's always like, he's always there for us. Like, if we ever need anything, like even on the on and off the golf course, like he's always there and he's always going to be there for us. So that means a lot. Wow. How about you? Yes, sir. He uh, I he doesn't really put a lot of pressure on us. He lets us kind of go up there and have fun because I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a high school sport, and. I mean, he really doesn't put pressure, which he wants us all to play very well. But, I mean, 
at the end of the day, like, you really can't do too much. I mean, if you lose, you lose, and if you win, you win. So, I mean, he's a great coach. That's awesome. I think that's great that he uh, he gives you guys that perspective and, um, you know, uh, just kind of puts it all into perspective there for you that, you know, that no one's, you know, walking away with millions of dollars a day and this is not a life or death thing, but yeah. to go out there and just to do your thing. I, I imagine, like, talk a little bit about how how mental golf is, apart from being just mechanically a very difficult sport. Talk a little bit about the mental side of it and how important that is. Uh, golf is probably the most, the sport that, like, you have to have a really strong mental game to play golf. Um, golf is really all mentally. I mean, yeah, it's physically, but, I mean, it's a lot in your head because, so, like, when I'm playing and stuff and I start putting bad, then your confidence level just goes way down and it just makes everything go bad, like, really bad. And so you got to have a lot of confidence and you got to stay in it. You can't ever get yourself out of it. And so I just think it's more of a mental game than a physical game. And also you have to, I mean, there's some people out there that when you're playing with them, they try to mess with you and get in your head and talk crap and stuff. But you got to learn how just how to get that out of your head and just not listen to them and just stay in your own lane pretty much and just play your own game. How about you, John? Yes, sir. It's very mental, like, with, say, like, a chip shot. Um, if you walk up to, like, a normal chip shot, there's probably five different things you can do, and you really got to think to which shot's going to get it the closest to the hole, or even if in the hole. And then with putts, if you pick a line, then sometimes you can get over your ball and then, like, second-guess yourself. So, like, you just got to be confident in what you do and know that you can – do it every time because you've done it before so a bunch of it's mental so when did you two guys actually start playing golf when did y'all know that this is something i i want to do that i really love uh so we live on the golf course at gunner's landing and so i've always been around we would go out i got into it just a little bit earlier than john did um but i would go out with dad and he played every weekend usually before when we were younger. And so I would go out and just ride and just kind of mess around. I was really into basketball. I, my favorite sport was baseball. I was really into baseball when I was younger. And then uh, I got in sixth grade and I just got really, really, really burnt out on baseball. And I was just like, I'm done. And so I just started playing golf. And from sixth grade to now, I, I don't know. I, I, I could probably count on two hands how many days I've missed off the golf course just because, I mean, I've been, I'm on the golf course every single day unless it's raining or something, but I've been playing since sixth grade. And so, uh, and ever since I first, like when I first started playing in sixth grade, I took it serious all through sixth grade. And now I never just kind of got into it slow. Like I went right into it. Yeah. Is that, was it the same way for you, John? Yes, sir. I, um, I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, and once I started Paul, uh, seeing Paul making progress, I started playing a little bit. And then once you start seeing a lot of progress, it makes you want to keep doing it and keep doing it. So then I uh, started doing tournaments, and I'd see my scores drop. So then I'd do like bigger tournaments and bigger tournaments. And then once I started shooting uh, fairly good scores for my age is when I knew like I wanted to keep doing this. Wow. So, um, I have to ask, 
when uh like Paul you you mentioned about you you loving baseball um yeah. like I, I I'm a huge baseball fan I grew up playing baseball as well um and I've heard it said that baseball is a sport of failure um yes, and uh, I've I've said it many times I feel like the only sport that is probably harder than baseball in terms of just the mental game, the physical game, and, and just mechanically has to be golf. Um, yes, because I want, I want you guys to talk a little bit about the mechanics of it and how you guys kind of learned, learned what, because everybody's swing is different, just like in baseball. Like there's no like one set swing for, for everyone. I mean, like we look at guys like Charles Barkley, I mean, that, that guy can shoot a basketball, but there's no way. Like, he's had to have so many people teach him how to swing a golf club, and someone finally just had to be like, you do it how you do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyway, but you guys kind of talk about the mechanical side of the game and how, how you guys develop that. So I just kind of went out with my granddad and dad when I was younger before I started. And, and so uh, they just taught me the small things and just like they – Chipping and putting is where usually you start off with teaching somebody how to play mm-hmm. just because that's what usually younger kids struggle with is putting and chipping because all they want to do when you're younger, all you want to do is get out your driver and hit, see how far you can hit your driver. Sure. But that's the last thing you need to do. Um, I've done this backwards. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever I got uh, in sixth grade and uh, – I started taking lessons from Mark Blackburn. Uh, he was at our golf. He was the golf pro at our golf course when I was younger, before I started playing. And then he moved to, uh, I think he went to Burning Tree or the ledges over in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And then when I, well, right when I started playing, he went to Greystone in Birmingham. And so I started going and taking lessons from him. And he just kind of taught me how to just, like, he's not really big into, like, where exactly to be at your golf swing at, like, at the top. Like, he just wants you to just be able to work the ball both ways and learn how to swing a different way because you got to learn how to play a draw and a fade because mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, it could be a different shot. you got to fade one around a tree and stuff. And so he was big on that, helping me, like, helping me work my ball different ways. And so there's two different slings. And so you just got to learn how to do those two different swings and do them good because it's hard to do two different swings and do them the same way every time. And so I just, I mean, he helped me a lot. And then now I kind of, I only see him like once a year now. Uh, I'm not big into taking a lot of lessons just because I think it just messes with my head. And mm-hmm. I don't want to just be changing up things all the time. So I try to keep the same swing and everything and then when i start messing up on something or something i just try to fix it on my own and uh when it gets to the point where i can't fix it i'm just in a big slump then i usually go go take a lesson from him but um now i just kind of try to work on it on my own but i still go to mark i saw him in uh december but that's the last time i've seen him so john uh yes sir i mean same as paul but um Mainly when growing up and going to the range and hitting and working on your swing, uh, I used to video myself a lot and I'd watch it and try to fix the things. And then you also had golfers around you, such as like Reagan Harrell and like Morton Holcomb, who were in high school and had very good swings. So I'd watch them and kind of see what they did and try to mimic like what they were doing as well. Yeah. Okay, guys. John, you can take me. 
yeah, well, what I was going to say is, at what point did y'all realize that y'all were going to be, like, state champion quality, that y'all were going to... I know you went, but at what point did you know, hey, we can really win this thing? Can y'all take me through that tournament, through that time? Are you talking about, like, are you talking about like this year when we yeah. realized we're just... Yeah, yeah. Okay. At what point did y'all realize, hey, we're really good, <laughs> and we... We really do so, uh, have we really do have a chance at this and so uh we played UMS so you know, we knew it was probably gonna be us and UMS right going down at the end just because our a couple of the teams that were in our uh, state last year got moved out got moved either six A or four A moved up or down and so we kind of knew it was us and UMS right and so. Last year we didn't get to play our season it got canceled because of, of COVID and so in tenth grade. We played UMS Wright at State, and we knew exactly who the players were that were going to be playing. Yeah. And so we kind of knew what they were going to be shooting. And so uh, this season, we really, we played so much better this season than we really thought we would. Um, but after the first tournament, um, and we, we played, I think our first tournament was Twin Bridges. And, um, or no, it was Oxmoor Valley, and we shot, like, 299. And I didn't think we were going to be able to get below, like, 305 all season. And we were below 305 most of the season. Mm-hmm. So, But after our first tournament, I really knew that we really had a really good chance because UMS, I saw I, we were falling in UMS right for all their tournaments this year. Yeah. And uh, they were shooting anywhere from, like, 305 to 315. So when you see them show, shooting higher than you, on a weekly base, basis, and then you play really good in tournaments, and you're shooting below 300. I mean, it just it just it gives you so much confidence, and just makes you believe that you can win. And so, I would say, uh, probably after the first tournament, I mean, we knew, but we also knew before coming into the season that we were going to have a really good show. I mean, we 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 played our top five, or our no, our top seven on our golf team. We played together all summer. And uh, we were talking about it all summer, just talking about how good of a chance we had to win and how hard we had to work. And if we worked really hard, then we would win. And we did what we did. What we did. So, so what did you do extra this summer that made it possible to be a state champion? You, you're talking about working it extra hard. What did y'all do to make this team jail or to be better than it's ever been? What improvements so, did you guys uh, make from from one season to the next? I guess is yeah. another. Yeah. Uh, so, me and John and Reagan, our top three, um, we are out usually, I mean, we're out there every single day working, and so we were, we were talking one day, and we were like, look, we've got to get these other guys out here to start playing if we want a chance to win, because some of the guys on our team, you, I mean, they just come into golf season and just start playing, like they don't play through the summer, and yeah. so we were just talking to the other guys, and we were like, y'all got to come out here, and we got to all play together, and have, because golf you you really don't think about team chemistry like having a white you can't you you think that you wouldn't need team team chemistry in golf but it actually is really big part like if you need to all get along and all know how to play and so we would just all play together and just talk to it like me and john and reagan would talk because we had a lot we had a few younger guys on our team um and so we would help them and help them with different shots that they needed to hit and like in different situations. So 
we would just help them and we would just all we all played together all summer so we didn't really work any harder we just got the we got the whole team out there and just played together all summer so yeah well you did you practiced longer so you knew each other better and but anyway hey we're gonna take a quick music break and we're gonna be back and we're gonna do a little more fun questions but guys we just appreciate y'all being here and we're so proud of you again yes yes sir thank you for inviting us you're still gonna be here (laughs) so you're at the beach I am, yes, sir. And John, John, where are you? You at home? <laughs> what are you? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm actually playing the tournament tomorrow. Okay. So uh, we played Monday, me and Reagan, our number three on the team. Yeah. He's playing in as well. So uh, we went over there and played a practice round. And then we went today to try to get some practice in at their course, but they were closed today. So we rode all the way over there, and then we turned around and came back. So Okay. All right, what well, guys? Do y'all have? Does it look? I see Reagan's actually on here watching right now. Uh, but you, do you have any um, any college offers or anything like that, Paul? Uh, I'm gonna be. I was. I just graduated, so I'm gonna go to UAB next year and play golf. Awesome. And so uh, that'll be fun. That's exciting, man. Yes, sir. I signed back in uh, November, the end of November. Wow. You excited about it? I'm I'm pumped. I'm so ready to be there. So, John, this will be your senior year. Do you have it? Yes, sir. Do you have any desire to go somewhere after? Yes, sir. I'm looking. Uh, they just lifted the deadline, so June first, they all can come start watching. Yeah. So, uh, our grade's been a little bit slower on it. Only a few have been like committed. So, maybe uh, late June, I can make a decision and see who wants me. Okay. What if you could go anywhere? What would your dream place be? Um, UAB would be real nice. Be able to, with it being only about an hour and forty-five away, so yeah, it wouldn't be very far. They they just made it to the national championship, so wow, they got a really good program. So that's exciting. Just, uh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Did you? I did not. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, just, they were playing. They played their regional last week in uh, Indiana, I think, or some. I don't know. I think it was Indiana, uh, and they uh, they were like nine strokes back going into to the last day, and they shot they shot thirteen under. They shot the best score of the whole tournament for the day, and uh, the team that they were playing against was like nine over on the last two holes, so they got in by like four or five shots. Wow. And they were, wow. They they took the top five teams and they got fifth place. So, so like now they're they're playing the national championship in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's the it's the best third or best twenty five teams in the country. So that's phenomenal, man. Um, so like with you guys being brothers, I I gotta know, like, what is your? Do you, you guys are obviously competitive against each other. That has to be a thing, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I need you guys to kind of, maybe we'll save a little bit of this for air, um, but what kind of tell us what's your favorite co- competition to do against each other? Like, uh, like you guys, I would you know. Say, uh, Go ahead. I would say get, just giving on the golf portion, just playing against each other and see who can beat, beat each other. So it's just a straight, um, like, who can shoot. 
who like do you guys play 18 36 like how many well we'll either play nine or 18 just depending on the day and what we've got going on and Mm -hmm. stuff and um uh we usually play with it's usually me um and john and reagan we always play together every day and so we all just go out there and play against each other and we're all competitive so it it gets pretty interesting but um we also play a lot of uh Chipping and putting games on the uh, putting green. That's what I was going like, to ask. Yeah. And stuff. So, which we play you, a lot of games also. Which of you is better <laughs> at chipping? Mm-hmm. Me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, 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 <laughs> it, it depends on the day. It just it goes back and forth. John's being kind over there. He's just. <laughs> he, uh, He's probably more like consistently better, but I can get him here and there. So I'd say probably two, three days out of the week I might can beat him. But turn right. wise, <laughs> he usually uh, see what you started. <laughs> see what you started. I, I just love to start, yeah. pot, man. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Paul about jumped in right there. We got a minute, uh, and we're gonna go back on the air. And so, but yeah. Y'all are hilarious. By the way, you guys are doing great. You are in this fantastic. Interview. This is this has been a lot of fun. It's gonna. It's been really yeah, good. Yeah. I've had to do a lot of interviews this year, so uh, I kind of got used. Listen to, it. to that humble brag. <laughs> this is not the first interview I've done this year. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time for us. Paul, this is all I want to. Paul, this is all I want to hear at the end. That was my favorite interview of the yeah, year. That's all, that's all we care about is being your favorite. Just being number one. That's all we ask. That's right. uh, yeah, we don't ask much. It's definitely my favorite one. There it is. For sure. Yes. Uh, record that, Stephen. <laughs> it is. We are recording. It is on record, I guess we could say. And we are back here with Paul and John Bruce. The state newly crowned state champions of the Gunnersville High School Wildcats. That's pretty exciting to mm-hmm. keep saying. Uh, but guys, we just had a really great like off the air talk mm-hmm. community, and and Jameson got two guys really fired up. And uh, for those of you that uh, weren't paying attention seven <laughs> seconds ago, uh, these are brothers. <laughs> yes, um, that are both. They have that competition in them. <laughs> that are both uh, one and two here in the state, and uh, they both won. Their state golf championship for for Gunnersville High School, uh, and uh, I just I'm here to stir the pot, if nothing else, and just kind of asking who was better. It's and here to like, be a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> um, but guys, you know that was fun. But I want you guys to kind of talk about what it's meant to be able to do this uh, as brothers, because this is it's a pretty rare opportunity for for anybody to be able to play sports with their sibling, uh, but for both of you to be as good as you guys have been and as consistent and successful. Um, that's got, that's just special. I want you guys to kind of talk about that. Yes, sir. Uh, it means a lot just because I've always got somebody to play with. Cause I mean, we, we're, we've got the same schedule all the time. So we're always up there and so we pretty much play together every day. And so, uh, it's fun, but at the same time, sometimes people get a little angry because mm-hmm. the other one wins, but <laughs> it's really fun. It just a lot of it's a lot of competitiveness. Do you think that drives you, or do you do you think that holds you back? No, I do. I think it drives me because I want to beat the brains out of them every day. <laughs> yeah, but 
which I, I like that with everybody. I want to beat the brains out of everybody. I don't yeah. care who it is. How about you, John? Yeah, so I'm the same, and it's also nice when you're going to play tournaments to have someone going with you, and and mainly with Paul being older and more experienced, probably with tournaments, he's played in some tournaments uh, before, so he can teach me a few things like off the course and teach me stuff about the course and help me prepare as well. So it's nice having him. All right, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but mm-hmm. the the funniest or one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to y'all in golf, and y'all seem to share this <laughs> together. So why don't y'all talk about that? Uh, John, you want to go ahead? <laughs> um, I love how the embarrassing what, part what is like, down? I'm handing this down to the younger brother. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot what I put down. I'm going to pass uh, this along. <laughs> I believe it was something about getting a golf cart stuck. So, hey, one of them okay. got one stuck, the other one... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, we got a yeah. lot of them. A ton uh, of those stories. So, uh, mine was probably, uh, we were on 12 one day and it was raining and, um, I go down there, and we're supposed to be cart path only, but, you know, sometimes you got to break the rules every now and, <laughs> that, and then. That so, rule never gets followed, by the way, on any golf course. I get off the cart path, and, uh, I go over on number 12, and there's a little creek on the right side, and it was in the fall, it was cold, and I couldn't really, there was a bunch of leaves over all the mud. So this and is so a good landing? I decided, go, I decided to go across the leaves, because I didn't see the creek or the mud. And uh, as soon as I hit the leaves, my golf my golf cart just sank. Oh no! Wow! Like, and it was just stuck. And there was some people on fourteen, and they they were they were they didn't even really offer to help. All they were worried <laughs> about was me staying on the cart path. So it was pretty embarrassing just for them to sit there and see me stuck. And then I looked back, and John and Ray over there on the cart path just laughing. <laughs> and then. And then they finally came up there and tried to help me get it out, but we end up having to call the clubhouse, and it was just—it was probably like an hour. It took us probably an hour to get it out. Wow! Oh man! So wow! So uh, uh, something you pay for for an hour? <laughs> yeah. Look, I've I've been with a friend that uh, I forget which course we were on. Uh, I think it might have been an Arab. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Cherokee Ridge, that's an A-Rab. I think it might have been Cherokee Ridge. Um, okay. The term, that or Twin Lakes? It, I think it was Twin Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we... <laughs> it was... Uh, he had no business having his cart this far off the path. And um, long story short, it had rained. And um, golf cart plus soggy, grain, uh, soggy ground is not a good not a good <laughs> equation. Um he got all four of these tires stuck, man. And uh, oh. the panic that was on his face uh, because he couldn't get it unstuck without just destroying... Um, yeah. <laughs> the turf was, was pretty yeah, funny. that's how I was. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, he, we eventually got it unstuck, and it was okay. Like, it was nowhere near the green or anything. So, I mean, like, it was on a part of the, the turf where, it, like, it, it was okay for it to... I'm going to say okay for it to get messed up, but... They wouldn't have been as mad about it, you know what I'm saying? But still, it was it was pretty stinking funny to see the panic on his face. So, John, tell us about yours, because it's really funny. I I really want to know how it happened. I'm trying to see it in my so head. It was, <laughs> it was probably about two years ago, 
and it had been raining for probably about two hours. We were kind of stuck on the course up under one of the bathroom uh, places under a roof. So we were leaving, and we were going down a hill, and the cart paths were really wet, and our cart paths at Gunner's Landing don't hold water, don't get rid of water very well. So I was going down that, and I kind of went off to the, because it kind of curved to the left, so I went off to the right a little bit. And then I tried to get back on the cart path, and then I lost a little bit of balance and then tried to correct it. And the next thing I know, I, the car was flipped over. And then Paul and Reagan were, uh, have already left, so I had to call them back to help me flip the cart back over. <clears throat> and then as soon as we flipped it back over, I looked, and the, like, the frame of the golf cart broke. Oh, so, no. <laughs> it was like pretty the hole that holds the windshield was just snapped in half. Oh, no way. So what became of that? Did y'all yeah. just like drive uh, back to the clubhouse right. and be like, all right, got to go? We tried to keep it away from Steve in our club pro, but uh, it didn't last very long. No. Oh, man. That's... And they put cameras up after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Good job, John. Good. Yeah, yep. I know. <laughs> yeah, me and, and Reggie and... I was already going down number 18. We were going in because it was fourth, and I was already going into 18. And uh, I get a phone call from John, and I'm like, oh, this can't be good. And he, he calls me. He's like, oh, I just went to golf cry. I need you to come help me. And I was like, John, stop lying. So I just hung up. And then he calls me back, and he's like, no, no. I'm being serious. And then I had to go back, and I go down the hill, and the, the pole snapped in half. The car's laying on the ground. Now, he had this uh, little training aid in the back of his cart, and it was thrown about 50 yards wow. somewhere. Man. And it was just, it was it was so funny, though. But it, it was funny at the same time it wasn't. But it, I, mean, <laughs> I, I just wanted to be there man. when you explained I it. I imagine <laughs> it's a lot funnier now than it probably was in the moment. See maybe. what happened yeah, was. <laughs> See what happened um, was. <laughs> Hey, uh, guys, and this is this the last, uh, we're closing out the interview, but if you had advice for anybody in any sport, uh, what would you give to somebody who wants to be at the level that you guys just achieved? Uh, you gotta practice every single day. Well, I think that you don't have to practice every single day, but when you're at the, when you're practicing for whatever you want, whatever you're playing, you need to work hard and don't take anything for granted. Um, but what I would just say was work really hard. Be competitive. You got to be competitive. You're, if you're not competitive, then you're not eating. You're not going to be good. Yeah. And um, be competitive and just and just grind all you can. It's good. So John? I would say if you, if you can do those three things, then I would say you'd be pretty. You'd be you're gonna be pretty good at what you're doing. That's awesome. That's true. That's I um I like to say that like if you're going out there, and I mean me and Paul, we go out there because we want to be the best at it. And even though some of the golfers you go against probably don't want to be the best and just want to do it for fun, but you want to take it is everyone else wants to beat you so you got to outwork them to beat mm -hmm. them yeah so you got to put in extra time extra work do extra things so you can be better than them so good well guys i cannot thank you enough for spending the day with us mm -hmm. and having this interview with us paul i know you're at the beach man thank you for taking time for us 
And, uh, no problem, and John, I really hope you do really well in that tournament tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yes, sir. Thank ma- you, man. It has been an honor and a joy to Absolutely. have you guys. And uh, Dustin Landers, thank you so much out there for all that you do for Gunnersville High School Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys, we appreciate what you do for our community. Uh, guys, good luck. Good luck. Uh, we we didn't say this on air, but uh, Paul is going to be playing for UAB. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal because they, they're at the national championship right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, uh, Paul's going to be playing for that. We hope John. John's very likely going to have some offers this year. Oh, yeah. And, again, something for Marshall County in this area to be so proud of. Guys, you have represented us well. Thank you. Yes, yes sir. Thank you. Have a great day. They were impressive. You know, I was excited <laughs> when I saw that there were going to be golfers yeah. on, on. And I was like, this is going to be great because I like golf. And uh, I wish I would have uh, kind of asked some more of the, you know, like what their favorite course and, like, that kind of stuff. Just technical stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to go and tell you, they made this interview a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Oh, they um, were great. Yeah. So and, Hey, if you're out there and you know uh, you know these two guys, tell us some stories or something on Facebook Live. I see there's none of you there right now. Tell us some stories or, or some funny, yeah, yeah, I know, or some things that you might want us to learn about them. But, man, they were great. They it was a great, great interview, man. Well, because here, here's the thing. Just imagine how hard it is to become a state champion in anything. I think the one question I really anything. wanted to ask them is like, what does that mean to to bring this back for your school? You know, yeah. I think that's that's important. I think it's really cool that. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, that was really good. That mm. was special. And like Greg Glasscock said earlier today, Gunnersville's been really good and pretty much a everything. lot this year. Yeah, really good. And uh, they've done they've done a really good job with their coaching staff. Uh, over there, so volley girls volleyball was really good this year. I mean, well, that's all there is. But the volleyball team's really good. The mm-hmm, basketball, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. football, so good. I, I know I'm missing out because there's so many sports, but they've been really good. Soccer. Yep. Their equestrian program is fantastic. Just kidding. They don't have an equestrian <laughs> program. Um, can you imagine if we had like high school equestrian sports? Good. What polo? Uh, polo, <laughs> or just where they they get the pretty horses and they just jump over little barrels and poles and stuff. I that'd know be, that'd be pretty cool. You're laughing. Just saying. Um, but anyway, How often have you ridden on a horse? Though? I've done it one time. It's kind of um, scary. That poor poor horse. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mason Hall says Paul is very competitive, not only in golf but basketball and uh, baseball and basketball. That's awesome. Good to know. Uh, we're about to do our Varsity Radio Freestyle in a minute. We're going to be giving away two tickets to the Boaz Non-Cinema. That's two so, tickets. Two. I don't know, man. That sounds like a good afternoon. I'm all for it. Yeah? I haven't been in a while. I need to go. Just, I don't know. What, what are you going to watch? What's out now, Steven? You're, you, you usually know the good stuff. I don't even know what's out right now. I feel like the entire like theater industry and movie industry is kind of like got the whole, still. the whole I don't know emoji. That's kind of like how it is right now. Fast but, and Furious, I think the ninth installment, it opened domestic. It opened what we needed, like in China, and it brought in like a hundred and sixty something million dollars, wow. which is the biggest opening in the in theaters uh, for probably the entire last year. That's insane. Yeah, 
It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's probably what it costs to make the thing, though. Yeah, they made their money back in like a week. Yeah, that's pretty great. It's all money now. Like all right, we got freestyle coming up here in fifteen. Yep, they're gonna be making those movies until we're all dead. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Yes, it'll never stop. I mean, like, why should they? They just made that much money in an open opening weekend, and it's not like like in a foreign market. Mm-hmm. Like, there's go. no reason. It's time for the Varsity Freestyle. Yeah, and that means you get a chance to win two tickets. Two. Two. Count them, two. To the Boaz Non Cinema, which is pretty fantastic experience, if I'm being honest it's with you. It's a semi-circle, but it's more than just a semi-good time. It is. It's a full good time. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fully there. Yeah. Uh, and so here's how it works. I ask you a question. You call in, you get to talk to me and Steven. Mm-hmm. And, and me. And, uh, and eventually uh, Steven, mm-hmm. which he, it's pretty great to talk to Steven. Uh, but I'll ask you a question, you call in, you'll talk to us live on the air, and you will be helped, I promise, to win two tickets to Boaz Non-Cinema. That's a pretty great deal. That'll give you something to do this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Leisurely relax. So we're so not the just first, here for you on Tuesday. We're uh, we're here for you all week, all week long. Special benefit. So, question number one is this, and you'll get a phone number after this. Which country produces the most amount of coffee? One of my favorite things in the world. Which country produces the most amount of coffee? Want to be on the radio? Call us now at 256-505-0885. If you're out there, it's in South America. (laughs) I don't know why earlier when I heard you say 15, I thought 15 minutes in my head. 15? So I just kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. When I said 15, yeah. it meant 15 seconds. Yeah, you yeah. Like, clearly meant 15 seconds. So I'm like, 15 minutes, man, that's a long time. Here, let's start a conversation. <laughs> and Steven's like, what's this guy doing? Uh-huh. Oh, man. You got the Jurassic Park guy. <laughs> oh. Steven's coined it. <laughs> dun, 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 Talking about the T-Rex, you know, when the... Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm well aware. Yeah. Yeah. I've got many times. <laughs> I'm excited for the new, uh, the new one of those to come out. Are they doing one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. Now I saw this. They have opened where they originally filmed that. They've opened that area so you can tour it, like where oh, they Costa filmed Rica? the original Jurassic Park. Uh, we spared no expense. Dominion. Dominion. Yep. All right. See, like. The plot of all of these movies are pretty much the same. It's like, we're going to resurrect dinosaurs. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) And then chaos ensues. And I know that going in, but I love it. (laughs) But this one seems a little bit different. It's like what they should have done with Jurassic Park Lost World. Um, It's like now now these dinosaurs that have been genetically enhanced are are roaming free. And they're loose in like America. And it's gonna be cool, yeah. And I mean, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard have to figure out 
how to stop it. Um, and they're both going to be like gorgeous while they do it because that's just what they are. So it's it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Wow, that sounds terrifying. Reminds me of the old Jurassic Park three, which was terrifying. Jurassic, you see, like where Jurassic the dinosaurs Park 3, get off the island and get in America. They like, that three got such a bad rap. Sketchy, but scary. I didn't hate it. I remember seeing that in theaters though, as a child in yeah. uh, Tennessee. But it was a, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it. The Spinosaurus was the 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 big villain dinosaur in that one. Um, it's all about the dinosaurs. That one where the the guy has the satellite phone with the very distinct jingle. I can still hear that jingle in the back of my head. Which one? Hmm. I bet Steven knows it. And when Uh-oh. can we come back up with that? I'm gonna give him a hint. Yeah, yeah. 2:30. That was actually a di- semi-difficult question. I usually give the really easy ones. <laughs> I know we have some refined coffee drinkers here in Marshall County. I know we have to have them. Your girlfriend's one of them. Yes, she is. <laughs> and she tried the new what is it? Strawberry uh, funnel cake. Oh, from it's a strawberry funnel cake. I can't remember. Is it a proper latte? Sounds good. I can't remember if it's a proper latte, but it's at Starbucks. I just saw it. It's brand new. That sounds good. I've seen people funnel with cake. That. Well, yeah, it's a funnel sounds cake flavor. Good. Yeah, strawberry funnel cake. Sounds flavor. nice. Mm-hmm. She is not, to my knowledge. Um, I, I feel like she would say something like, "That sounds like it's going to give me sugar belly." Which, if you don't know, <laughs> your your girlfriend. If you don't know what sugar belly is, uh, it is the phenomenon when you eat something far too sweet and then you feel it's sick immediately. Yeah, I have never heard her say that. Oh, I've heard yeah. her say a lot of things that I've never heard anybody yeah. say, but not that. She she's she's a woman of, of very many. Uh, she has quite many the vocabulary. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that makes her great. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all hear about the girl in Boaz who not only graduated high school? But also graduated college. At the what? Same in time? the same month. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's wow. pretty crazy. Savannah Wood. That's how you do it right yep. there. Senior at Boaz High. She had her first and last high school exam, her last sports banquet, her last high school award day, and her first college graduation. Wow. It was pretty neat. Overachiever. <laughs> I, like college? I like it. I like it. Oh, it was uh Sneed. Sneed. Yep. She looks like she's wearing the Sneed. She got her associate's degree. That is wild. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That girl's having a better month than I am having a decade at this point. So, <laughs> so I've, I've got a, a question out to her, seeing if she'll do an interview with me on the morning show. Yeah. But I could tell by looking at her Instagram earlier today, she's at the beach. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, I ain't yeah. interviewing nobody nope. but the ocean. <laughs> yeah. 30 so, seconds. Just like, just like Paul. Everybody's at the beach right now. I wish I was at the at beach. At the beach. That's pretty phenomenal, though. I'll be at the beach. Coming up next Sunday. Man, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Beach. Yeah, four days, four nights at the beach, and then we're headed down to Central Florida. Should be fun. Orlando. I've never been to Florida. It's Brooksville. Kind of near Orlando. All right. I want somebody to win this. So here's the question again. I'm going to give you a hint. Which country produces the most amount of coffee? It's in South America, and it has a giant Jesus. <laughs> a giant Jesus. They've also, in this country. they've also hosted a recent Olympics. Yes, yes. It is a very large country in South America. Very large. Yes. 
So and one there's one, your hint. One final hint. Yeah, go they ahead. They don't speak Spanish in this particular country. Well, you can say what they speak. They speak Portuguese. Yeah. So hey, I think we have a caller. This is the worst Portuguese accent in history. Okay. Hey, so no, we don't have- here's the deal. All you got to do is call in, and we will help you win these two tickets. Boaz non sim is two five six five eight two. Zero. I forgot it. Now, 505-0885. Sorry. Go. Good job. I was Good thinking job. the church number. So 505-0885. That's all you got to do is call those numbers. And just in case it's a little too hard for people, what is the second question in the list the of three? The second question. Let me go to this one. What do you call a group of a line? What do you call the group of lines? Okay. Cool. So either one of those, right? Either one. Very good. Uh, 256-505-0885. Your social club misfits with Riley Clemens without you. Is that uh, a telemarketer that keeps calling in? Uh, nope. I've had a couple of robocalls. I had I had nightmare robocall moment. They nightmare. kept cutting. No, like I had seven or eight numbers back to back to back calling me that that car there is no no not the car warranty this time it was uh you molly this is molly from amazon and somebody placed a charge on your account Mm -hmm. press one and i was like uh, i did check my account the first time but talking like 20 (laughs) times these people called me they called and called i blocked every one of them called and called and called Steven, how do I deal with that? I, I just mess with them. <laughs> I mess with them. I press one. But it was one a machine. Yeah, well, lots of times when you press one, it'll go to a live operator. Okay. And for me here recently, it's been the, uh, there's something going on with your social security number. Uh, there's been fraudulent activity yes. and, and all this stuff. So I press one and then I get, hello, this is Bob. <laughs> like, there's no way your name is Bob with an accent like that. Anyway. So I get that all I the give time. Give me $5 if your name's really Bob. No. <laughs> and they say, "Why do you want to know my name?" Oh, so I can tell the authorities how to get in touch with you. And they hang up. <laughs> um, but besides that, the other one has become a running joke in my house. My yeah. little girl Grace, I get oh, her yeah, up please. in the mornings. And here recently, I'll shake her just a little bit, I just gently wake her up and I'll reach up close to her ear and I'll, I'll whisper in her ear and I'll say, "We've been trying to reach you about your car." <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> she chuckles so hard. It's so funny. It's so much fun. As funny as that is, how many times a week do I get that phone oh, call? Oh, man. For real. Yeah, I got like the, the social security number, phone call like four times in one day. No, but Steven, Steven. Yeah. I'm being so serious. Uh-huh. These people called me for two days, like 20 times. Oh, yeah. I blocked 20 numbers. Yep. Same thing. And the problem with that is lots of times they're spoofing somebody else's number. And if you try yes, to call they the were all back, Gunnersville numbers. If you try to call the number back, you'll actually get somebody on the other end who didn't know that the phone number was being used. Oh, yeah. I've so that. when you block those numbers, then all of a sudden it's like if they try to call you, the actual person with that phone number tries to call you, they can't get you. Oh, I've had that happen where, like, Almost. I will get a random phone call. And as somebody who's had to, like, raise money and done missions, like, if it's, like, a city that, like, it sounds like I've been in before, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I have to answer this because it could be somebody trying to contact me for missions purposes. Yeah. And it's somebody who's mad at me because my number keeps calling their number. I've had to have this conversation yep. with more than one person about, mm-hmm. like, listen, this is how it works. They hijack your number. 
Look at this thing. And they call look, random people look, and they're like, that's you. not how it works. You've let been me. calling my number. Like, no, ma'am. That's, that's not crazy. how it works. Look at this. This is the telemarketers. One, two, three, These four, are all five, the numbers six, seven, they've used. Eight, yeah. That's a lot. Listen, what you really need to back do is to call back, them back, back and back. try to sell them something. <laughs> I tried. You know? Not I'll to do that sell. Sometimes. How do you like But look, look. Look at this. I'm still going. Yeah. Like 20 times. Sometimes I'll do the old telemarketer like, thing on them. Just stop it. I'll press one and get a live operator, and they'll answer the phone. I wanted to turn <laughs> them into the authorities. No, you know you can save fifteen percent or more by switching to Geico. Press one now to find out how, and they <laughs> hang up. I think we got the wrong number. Man, I can have some fun with them, but really, at the end of the day, it's a waste of their time. It's a waste of your time. It's just inconsiderate. Why do they even exist? Seriously, <laughs> I really want to know why telemarketers exist. They actually exist. get gullible people who believe what they have to say, and uh, they get money that way. Yeah, and a lot of people are uh, fraudulent, fraudulently, older, of course, older how, people. Okay, um, that are how is that, that not don't illegal? Know how technology works, and they get very scared, mm -hmm. thinking I don't want bad things to happen to me, so I'm going to trust this person. And then this person uh, yep. perpetuates their, their greatest fear. And uh, that's just, it's a very sad way for people to make a living. You've helped somebody through this a few times, haven't you? I have. Yep. Um, and it makes me want to um, hurt somebody. Yeah, I didn't know if I could say that on the radio, but I want to. We're not to. on the radio. We're, no, on we're Facebook not. Yeah. Live. I, it makes me want to gouge <laughs> someone's eyes out with a spoon. Um, it's with, not abusive. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not intense. It's like, no, uh, seriously, they telemarketers have become the bane of my existence. And I mean, just like this weekend, seriously, for the first time in my life, I'm like, what can I do? This is crazy. Like, the level. I showed you 20 phone calls. Back to back to back, Stephen. Yep. 20. Yep. Uh, and, and there's not... And I just don't see how it's legal. Uh, it's not legal. And I, I don't it's know totally how you get illegal. away with it. Yeah, they just do. And, uh, you know, They don't ask for permission. They just do it. You know, I think something else we can all agree on. I, I, I want to get your opinion, but I think I'm, I'm I'm right on this one. There there's a meme going around. It's pretty it's a pretty good one. Uh, it is uh, it is if we go on vacation, rule number one, and then in all caps, we will not be eating at restaurants that we have in our city. Amen. How do you guys feel about that one? You know, <sighs> I think it's good. Yes. Don't eat at restaurants you already are familiar with. Try something new. That's, that's what I like. That's what vacation's for. Yeah. I like think go to the so. beach, eat at a good seafood place. Mm -hmm. I like going to Wolf Bay Lodge. Wolf Bay Lodge. Wolf never Bay Lodge in Gulf Shores. Oh. And, of course, you got that standby Lambert's. Home of the throw yes. rolls. Them throw rolls. They Listen, are very accurate. Seriously, now, Stephen, if you come out of Lambert's hungry, there's, <laughs> there's you have issues. Wrong. Yeah. You have a tapeworm or you have issues. <laughs> That's the only excuse for what just happened to you. Yep. Now, I've been to Lambert's in Foley, Alabama. That's yeah. someone we're talking about. And I've been to a Lambert's in outside of Springfield, Branson. Missouri. No, it might have been. It is. It's the original. No, this this one wasn't in Branton, but it was in it was outside of Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you something right now. There's a vast difference. Really? Um, the lady when I asked for why Eason, please call in. You've got the correct answer. Why Eason? When I when I asked for chicken and dumplings. Now I don't have a very thick Southern accent, <laughs> but this lady could tell because and i knew she was southern because she had on her her uh her little apron she had pins of elvis on one side and then jesus on the other wow. i said this yes. lady has to be from the deep south the king and the 
king. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dale Earnhardt was right under oh, um, yes! right under Elvis. I was like, this lady's got to be from like a Carolina or Georgia. And bless my soul, she was from uh, Durham, North Carolina. I said, I knew it. I knew it. Let's get some Charburger B&B and Boaz in here real quick, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we go. We'd like to tell you about a winner. They win all the time. They're undefeated. 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 It is the Charburger. I'll mm-hmm. be honest, Stephen. Yesterday, me and Pastor tried to go to this place, and I have never seen that many cars. I mean, we just—it was just so many people there, uh, and it's because it's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Charburger. They're the home of the famous Char Grilled Wildcat Burgers, Chicken Fingers, Philly Cheesesteaks, and Crispy Onion Rings. Best milkshakes in Marshall County. Yeah, B and B video games. Mm-hmm. And that is 80 Style Arcade. It's a really cool place, unique. I don't think there's anything like it around. There's really honestly. not. Not at all. And uh, they have an arcade in the back, a, and they have a retail store in the front. So that's B&B Video Games. And Boaz Non-Cinema. You want to tell them about it? I'll tell them all about it. It's a semi-circle theater experience, but there's nothing semi about the fun that you're going to have at Boaz Non-Cinema. Yeah. And those are our sponsors, so... But yeah, it's back to my Lambert story. Yeah, she had Dale Earnhardt, Elvis, and Jesus. And I knew this lady. She, I believe she, I was wrong. It was not Durham, North Carolina. It was Charlotte, uh, South Carolina. And um, Charlotte. she said, I lived in Durham, and then I moved out here. And um, when I asked this lady about the chicken and dumplings, guys, I cannot tell you. <laughs> about the look of absolute shame and sorrow that came upon her face and she looked at me and in hushed tones was like they're not that good they're they're not like real dumplings and i was like do what like like she was apologizing to me it's so, funny was and it the old cheat like the what was it the canned biscuit dumplings i wonder no Did it was like you? like chicken it had like noodles in it or something i said oh. do what I was like, what? She goes, yeah, it ain't like dumplings. It's like dumplings. And I was like, what is <laughs> this? This one was the one in Missouri? Yes. And like, I got to tell you, like, they, they advertise it as soul food. And I was like, y'all would get shot for that where I'm from because yeah. this is not soul food. I don't know what, what y'all are doing. About the only thing they had right there was the rolls. And they were deadly accurate. I'm Those talking pinpoint. On, I, so I was on vacation with the Ricky Phillips. Oh. You know. And me and him were eating at Lambert's at night, and we were in the very back of the restaurant. The guy with the rolls was on the complete opposite side. He whizzes that thing. There's this much room in between I'm us, Stephen. If mm-hmm. you don't go, Stephen, yeah, this much room. I know it. And he whizzed it right. I felt the wind from that roll whiz past me to the guy behind me and yeah. catch the. I felt the air off of it. Yep. I was like, "Are you serious?" Look. And he didn't hit us. Y'all think that the high school quarterbacks in the area are trying to get to the league? No, the I mean, they're trying to get to Lambert's. <laughs> That's the job. You know, you're Gulf Shores High School or Foley High School down there. If you're a pitcher, that's qualifications for that job. Honestly, I have to be careful anytime I go to Lambert's because if you give me unlimited fried okra, uh-huh. I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love so that much. stuff. My favorite part is the uh, potatoes and onions scalloped. Oh. <laughs> They give you so much food at that place. Oh, yeah. It's have, like they try to kill you. Have you gone food. to the original Oyster House you were talking yes. about? Yes. Yes, that stuff. place is glorious. Mm-hmm. 
talking about I all some my favorite gator bites, gator tail bites. Last time I was there, they're pretty I've good. I've never had gator. I've wanted to try it. Like my parents were mountain people, not beach people. So like, yeah. you know, squirrels, possum, yeah, raccoon, yeah, squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> you think, you think I'm kidding? My dad, I've had squirrel, squirrel dumplings. <laughs> My dad has talked to me about how greasy possum and possum is, and I was like, "Dad, please don't tell that to other people." Um, yep, don't share. He's those like, things. "Son, if it moved, we ate it." <laughs> it's about how we'd go hunting. Me and my granddad. Anything moved, it was dying that day. Yeah, I'll never forget. I shot Today a crane. Is your day. I shot a <laughs> crane of all things. <laughs> And you like, shot a crane? Really? A crane. Uh, is that not illegal? It shouldn't have moved. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's illegal. illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if but it should from not that. have moved. <laughs> if there's any game wardens out there listening, just disregard the last yeah. two minutes. I think the statute of limitations <laughs> has expired, so we're good. Uh, well, you were also a child, so there's with a little a, mercy I there. I, I think I just had a 22 as well. It wasn't like a. Okay, hit the crane with a 22. Yeah. How long? How far? It was a pretty good distance. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not a pretty bad. good I mean, shot. It's he a big sniper ruffled the crane. Sniper ruffled it. It shouldn't have moved. Hey, I feel sorry for anybody in the woods without orange Don't on that day. Don't do that it again. Flies, it flies, it dies, baby. You know what I'm saying? It does around Steven. Oh, man. Hey, don't bring your small animals around Steven's hey, house. I'm focused. <laughs> when I'm hunting, I got a gun in my hand. You better watch out. Steven plinking <laughs> Spiegel. Hey, Steven, don't get around the eagles over no. there by the park. No, like eagles. Like, That'll heard, get you sent to straight no, federal jail right there. I heard that like if a bald eagle lands on you, like you're you're not allowed you're allowed to like call the police, <laughs> and that's all you're allowed to do. That's it. Like if that eagle wants to pick you up and take you to their nest, by George, <laughs> you property. got yourself a new family. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Your property of that eagle. <laughs> it. The law said if I'm a bird, you're a bird. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's a bald eagle and. America. 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 <laughs> you respect right. America. Um, Steven, don't shoot any eagles. <laughs> I'll try not to. I'll try not to. Oh, poor crane. Uh, oh, have so I told beautiful. you my other story? No, please. Okay, I'm in, so glad I heard the crane one. <laughs> this is another bird story. So I was in Florida. I was, oh man, maybe eight. All the best stories start this way. Eight, nine, seven, right in there. Yeah, good, and good I was times. with my, my, my stepbrother, Joe. Yeah. And uh, Joe's quite a bit older than me, and, and he decided to take me fishing out behind the condo where my, my step-grandma used to live. Yeah. And so we're out there, and we're in this part of Florida where seagulls are all around just about everywhere. And we're, right. we're fishing in this pond. Right. I see these seagulls flying above, and I'm thinking, how cool would it be if I took this, and I flung it up in the air, <laughs> and I caught a and seagull. He did it! He so did it! I, I tried. <laughs> I tried, and Joe tried a few times too. You're and then finally, savage. I didn't. And ah. right there at the last, I'm like, okay, this is not an official try. I'm just going to cast it high just in case it could happen. But I'm really just going to cast it into the water. Just, just fish. And so I did. And sure enough, you a seagull. One. Oh, it took it. And uh, Joe had to wrestle it to the ground, go over there, get the Unhook hook out it. of its beak. Oh. And as soon as I hooked it and Joe got a hold of the line, he's like, go back. Go go back to Granny's. So, yeah, I hooked a seagull. It's not something I'm proud of. Did but it's the a pretty seagull cool story. live? Steven Skyfisher's seagull. I don't know. So, yeah. If you need birds caught, I feel <laughs> like there's a commercial in this. If you need birds caught or shot, there you go. Steven's your guy. <laughs> I can do it. He is your guy. Wow. And start calling him Birdman. You know, you say, wow, but man, you got experience. <laughs> you got the resume. Wow. 
Yeah. Usually when kids shoot a bird, they they get in trouble. But uh, not Stephen. Stephen does yeah. it legally. Proud Papa, right there. <laughs> <laughs> My boy shot a. My hair. boy. No. <laughs> He shot a crane over there. Wait, we ain't going to tell him what kind of bird you shot, son. Right. Tell him you, <laughs> but you, you shot, shot a bird. You yeah. got yourself some game. No, I have I have a manager where that was telling me about um, they went duck hunting, and he said that uh, it led, the guy he was hunting with like could not hit the broadside of a barn that day. And like he finally, on the last, when they... Uh, they got I forget what it's called when they like get the ducks to fly up. Yeah. But like, you know. Um on the very last one he just he just like went for it. Just like emptied the shotgun, just all the shells out. And he finally got something. Turns out he got three geese. Oh, oh no, that'll said get they you couldn't understand why it took the dog so long to bring it back, and it's because it was bringing it back one goose at a time. <laughs> oh no. Man, is goose also illegal. Can you eat goose? Yeah, there's people that eat geese at like Christmas and Thanksgiving, but oh, you're not yeah, gonna yeah. catch me doing that. Like, no, sir. Turducken? What's turducken? Turducken. Turkey, turkey, turkey duck, duck, and, and chicken. chicken. Okay. Can you put a goose in there somewhere? Sure. What would you call it then? Uh, Turgoosen? Goose. Turgoose ducken? Turgoose ducken? This is a real conversation. Turgoose ducken. Wow. I don't know, man. Uh, geese are like a pigeon. Geese. Put a pigeon in there Ew. too. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Maybe like some quail, but like that's all the bird you need. Over um, overseas, don't they eat pigeon? They call it squab. They, they eat. Say, squab. I mean, people Listen, do. People Steven, do that here. People but it's eat like, everything. Yeah. Um, when you're <clears throat> yeah, everything they <clears throat> at they eat but pigeons. It's basically, rats with wings. It is. But um, really, when you think about it, shrimp are like the cockroaches of the sea. I do but, too, yeah, but, but if you put like buff- somebody was telling me about buffalo shrimp, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Do what? <laughs> That's a thing." The oh, boss yeah, shell, sure. boss shell was telling me about buffalo shrimp. It's good, but like at the same time, boss shell was like, "You could buffalo like you know anything." anything. Yeah, buffalo squirrel. Wow, it's a thing. <sighs> Thirty seconds, and let's end it. Close it out. Yep. Close her out, man. Actually, that was a much more fun ending than we've had. In yeah. By the way, the country was Brazil. Well, yeah, somebody got it on the uh, line. Mm-hmm. On, on our on uh, the line. On well, the, I mean, on the on internet. the interwebs. Yep, they got it on the, the internet. Ne- is that is that TikTok? Is that what that is? Anyway, the TikTok. Oh man, guys, we've had such a fun show. Absolutely, the- positively forgot. Sorry, that's that okay. That's means- okay. The goose just died it, again. It, yeah. <laughs> And if you were with us <laughs> on Facebook on Live, Facebook Live, you just I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. say this though: geese deserve to die. Though. Listen, Those things are annoying. Listen, we'll be putting out a commercial soon about Stephen and his uh, bird taking down yeah. skills. Okay? I can put down a bird. He can put down one. Yep. Uh, with a fishing line or a gun. Nine. So anyway, so I, I'll tell you where you can find us when the show is over. You can go to Facebook at Varsity Radio Show. You can get on the Instagrams at Varsity underscore radio underscore show. Or Twitter at Varsity Radio 885. Our podcast anywhere. Everywhere. And anywhere everywhere. And everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. What is it, that old Christmas song? Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. That's us after this show goes on. We had such a great show with incredible state champion brothers, mm-hmm. right? You know what else is a state champion? Uh, it should be the Charburger. It is Charburger. It should be. 
And BNB Video Game. That's the other state champion. Yeah, and then the Boaz Non Cinema. That's Those guys are fantastic. And so, hey, we love this show. We love our sponsors. We and, love you. And yeah, we are so glad that you stayed with us today. And so, we will see you back soon, guys. Mm-hmm. Talk to you later. Hey uh, there, Facebook. You uh, stay classy and don't you go change it. This show wouldn't be the same without that word. Ah. <laughs>